All right, guys, so this is a quick editor's note. Before we begin the show, Alexis is going to be taking a small break from this show. She's got some things she has to deal with. And per her own words, she said, this is not goodbye. This is just a see you later. So she'll be back soon. We hope that Alexis is doing great. It's just going to be me, Nicole, and Janae. And sometimes it may just be me and Janae or just me and Nicole, depending on how things roll. But hopefully the podcast will be all back together within a couple months. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode of Down for the Count. We have a full review of NXT Stand and Deliver as well as WrestleMania 37. We will be getting into the WWE releases this week and talking about it. We just wanted to make sure WWE didn't release any more new people before we were able to get the podcast up and out. So once that happens, we will sit down, do our recording, and we will probably have our take on the WWE releases out by Wednesday, next Wednesday, all right? So enjoy this recap of WrestleMania 37 and NXT Standard Deliver, and we'll see you guys in the next one. All right, guys, thank you for coming back to our special Mania edition of Down for the Count. Uh, My name is Nicole, and with me, I have Tiffany and Janae. Say hi, ladies. Hi. So like I said, we're going to be going into what kind of transpired over Mania weekend. We will touch base a little bit on both nights of NXT's NXT stand and deliver. And then we will also be touching, we will also be discussing both night one and night two of WrestleMania. So we're going to kind of get into NXT first. So, how did you guys like both nights of Stand and Deliver? I liked the first night better than the second night. The first night was great. Um, MSK are the new tag team champions. I love that match. Um, I love that um, Eliminator Gauntlet match that they had. Um, it was it was just fun to watch. Everything about it was just fun. In the second night, my favorite match was Santos' match with Jordan Devlin. I liked that match, but more specifically, Santos kept the title, so I was happy about that. Um, I did like the women's tag team match. was glad that Shotzi and Ember retained. I don't know what it is, but for me, I don't think Karrion Cross and Balor have, a, have good chemistry with each other. And it's not for a lack of trying, but it just, I don't know. I didn't, that match wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I thought, I I thought I was weird for thinking that. And you can, and then I want you to hear your opinion about that as well, Janae. But Mm -hmm. I also, I thought their chemistry was weird. And I don't know, some people, even regardless, like, they might click well, like, I don't know, some wrestlers just don't click chemistry-wise, and that's just not, that's not the fault of either wrestler, it just happens sometimes. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed the first night more than the second, um, I literally enjoyed all the matches, um, I mean, the first night more so the, the second one, the Finn Balor carrying cross match. Although it was a good match, I just don't, for me personally, I don't think their two styles match each other. Yeah. Um, It just, it wasn't like it was off or it wasn't clicking. It's just, it didn't just, it didn't mesh with me visually on my, for my eyeballs. 
Yeah. Um, so I was just kind of, yeah, I was just kind of like, eh, it's a good match, but they don't need to go mm. at it again. They don't need to be um, in another match. Oh, yeah, um, I don't, I definitely don't need to see that again. Yeah. I agree. Um, the latter match with um, Escobar and Jordan Devlin, um, it was a good match. It wasn't, for me personally, it wasn't as good as I thought that could have been, but it was still a good, decent match. They had a couple, they had like really good spots and stuff like that. I love the Raquel and Io Shirai match. Um, I thought that was good. Um, I was not happy about Johnny Gargano and Bronson uh, Reed's match because I wanted Bronson to win. Um, so there was that. But overall, I like Stand and Deliver. Just night one for me was just was just the best night. And I feel like what they you would think they would try to make the cards equal, but it seemed like they put all the really good matches on the first. And I will say Cole and O'Reilly, that was a good match. That was a really good match. That was a good match. Where was we at? Um, we we're just talking about we were talking about the Finn Balor and the Karrion Cross not hitting, and then we were kind of and then we were kind of talking about um we just talk about how night one seemed a little bit more they see it seemed like less even than night two pretty much i prefer night one honestly and i feel like they could have just kept it all at one night um they could have rolled that all over to peacock and we could have just finished watching it on peacock Exactly. I agree. I think there was, especially, I don't even, what they were maybe like two, two and a half, almost three hours a piece. Maybe. I didn't, I didn't yeah. clock the time for mm-hmm. it, but yeah, I just think, I just thought it was unnecessary. It could have been one night as well. I don't want any more two night pay-per-view. Um, at first, I thought that format was going to be cool. And then after stand and deliver and mania i'm over that i don't i want it to all be on one night um i feel like with mania the first night was great i love the first night and it wasn't just because of bianca it was like that match with Strowman and shay was very surprising because it was decent um oh god um, the tag team turmoil match was okay. I wanted um, Riot Squad to get that W, especially with the way their gear was. Their Mania gear was fine. I love that. That was so cute. That was so dope. And I was just I like, wish. I'm like, that's Harvey Quinn and Joker. I was like, you bitches. <laughs> I wish, and this is just me nitpicking, I wish they did Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. Oh, that would be cute. I kind of get why they went with Joker though. Yeah, I feel like everyone like that's obviously that's more recognizable. But yeah. me, being the comic book person, I would have preferred Harley and Ivy. That's they were two me. girls and they were best friends. Oh so yeah. I mean, they were best friends among other things. But uh, <laughs> I'm just I, just I, don't, I don't know about the other stuff. I just yeah. know. <laughs> Yeah, but, but you know, I thought it was cute, but I don't know. I think night one being better than the first one is a running theme for the weekend. So I yeah. guess we can kind of start getting into WrestleMania. 
Yeah. Itself. So Wrestle, WrestleMania was was fun. It it was and it was cool because one, the crowd was back. We got to finally hear real, genuine reactions to everything, which I never thought that I would say that I missed that, but I do miss that. I missed it so much. So hearing them react to everybody coming out there like that, and it was just, it was just fun to watch again. Um, Drew and Bobby went first, and I was thankful for that, to be honest. <laughs> honest with you, I was shocked that Drew um, didn't get his title back. But I'm okay with it. Um, I've been okay with that. I was shocked too because I missed it. <laughs> I saw someone and then I saw a tweet. I said, Bobby won. Yeah. I was like, that. that is very, very interesting. Yeah. And I was like, I'm like, they went with Bobby. I'm like, okay. So everybody that was upset. <laughs> That Bobby was finna lose his title, he didn't lose it, and he got to keep it no. on the grandest stage of them all. So, um, he is also the first um, black male to um, su- successfully retain um, a WWE championship at Mania or a heavyweight championship. Period. Oh my god! Now that's a mess. That that's really wild. Is. That's messed up. Yeah. But so. I'm glad Bobby was able to, because yes, obviously they had similar career trajectory, but Bobby deserved to retain that title. Regardless of him not being my favorite wrestler, I think um, Bobby Lashley himself, I think is like, a um, really talented athlete. I think uh, seems like a really great guy. So he uh, he deserved that. So I was happy I Bobby is for him. Yeah. Um, but I, I was happy like Drew him. didn't didn't win it. I was very. And then as soon as I said that, I was like, <laughs> Sasha, drop it. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> so we had the tag team turmoil. Italian and Tamina won that. I was glad for Tamina because that was her first Mania win. So I was happy for her. The riot squad got put through hell and back though, but I was glad that um, Tamina got that Mania W with Natalia. That was cool. And Cesaro got his over Seth Rollins. I felt that was dope for Cesaro. I felt like Cesaro earned that. Then you had AJ Styles and Omos. Um, uh, I don't. I don't like Omos. <laughs> Can we talk about his um, gear or lack thereof? Uh, what? No, he didn't. I didn't. I didn't see any gear. What I saw was him just taking shit he got from Old Navy and put it on and go out there. I didn't see. I was asking like, is he wrestling, or is he just gonna be a bodyguard today? I will. I was so confused because I think that was the first match I fully watched. I, yeah, I think that was the first. No, yeah, because when I, I was like, 
I came in halfway through the tag team turmoil match. So that was like the first match I fully watched. And I was so distracted by him being in like fucking workout clothes that it took me out a majority of the match. Because I was like, where is his gear? (laughs) He out here dressing to the nines every fucking week and you ain't got no gear, my G? No real actual wrestling gear? Nope. I'm like, this is what you're gonna wear? This is what we're doing? If they won, they're the Raw Tag Team Champions. He he had moments in the match, but I don't see what the hype is behind him. I I get a very very less than athletic Big Show, like almost Great Kali ish, and I I don't care for Omas. I'm, Not um, Great Kali. <laughs> He is like that. I don't. I don't care for him. I. I know I should, because he's another black man in the WWE. But I feel like they only brought him in because of his size, and sometimes size doesn't always equate to talent. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's lacking in that department. That's just me. Um, I feel like he is. And then it's just like, I don't know. I like Omas. I don't know why I like him. He's just like one of those, like, I don't think he's like a great wrestler or anything, but I just think, you know, the character is funny and it's just like, it's just random. Um, But yeah, I was expecting a lot more from him because he was in NXT for a decent amount of time. And I was like, well, if he's hanging around with AJ, hopefully he was training his ass or something at Uh, least, but he wasn't. (laughs) I don't know what the fuck they was doing. I don't know, but they're the new tag team champions, and for clarity, they did not show up on Monday Night Raw. Um, I guess they decided to wait until next week's Raw. They had three hours. They could have did something, but they didn't. So, moving on to the next match tonight, Steel Cage match with Braun Strowman and Shane. Braun Strowman did beat Shane McMahon. Honestly, I was pleasantly surprised with this match. I actually liked this match. Um, I thought it was interesting. And for the most part, I know people had their issues with Braun Strowman, but for the most part, when it comes to Mania, the gimmicky matches he has they're usually either really funny or they're still entertaining to watch. Mm-hmm. So I was okay. I was okay with this match. I liked it. I want to know what's in his contract. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> it's literally every mania. It'd be different. Like, literally every mania except for last year was the only one that he didn't have a weird storyline. Yeah. Give like it's weird. It's fucking weird. Yeah, because last time he was tag team partners with Nicholas. If I he recall. was tag team partners with Nicholas. 
he yeah. was um had that weird thing with those guys from snl he had yeah. something else too i don't remember he did something else and it's weird mm-hmm. Braun, when did they got over you <laughs> that vince well, can make you look crazy every mania season i guess if you can get paid for it Wild, and then um, Bad Bunny and, and no, and yeah, Bad Free? Bunny, yeah, they were after that. Oh, oh, Bad Bunny, <laughs> Bad Bunny is awesome. Okay, I was shocked at what he was capable of doing. He spent more time in that match than Damian Priest did. He outworked Miz and Morrison in that match. And he was doing shit I didn't expect him to be able to do. That is how you be a celebrity and go into somebody else's genre of work and actually respect the sport. That's how you do that. So... Any celebrity from here on out, I expect either that or better. You got to come with something because he went in there. He's been there for months. He had his little moment, you know, and everybody's like, okay, cool. And then he goes and does this shit. And I'm like, nigga, do you want a job? Like, what is <laughs> what is happening here? He yeah, went out and- there and just outworked everybody. And even, even fucking Randy, because you know how Randy is. He don't give a shit. Um, and he was just like, like he was talking about how he like really respected him because he really, he said he was in there training like they would. And he said he really, um, respect how much like he grew from that time. And he was like, you know, I can, I consider him a fellow WWE star now. He was like, that's, yeah, that's how much, um, respect and i was on twitter and i don't remember if it was cash or dax why did i call him dax (laughs) it was um one of the guys from ftr yeah and they were talking about how bad bunny was holding on to the rope waiting for a tag and he was like he was like 90 over 90 percent of tag wrestlers now don't do that anymore and he was like he was like i was shocked when i saw that and he was like man he was like give him his fucking he was like give that dude his fucking props and he was like there's so he was like and then i i think it was cash yeah and they were just talking about they were like that is crazy he did amazing. And I was just like, I I I'm I was floored at how well he did. But kudos to Brian Kendrick and kudos to Drew Gulak for training him. And kudos for Adam Pierce for producing the match. Mm-hmm. Because that was fire. And they did 
And it really, that really helped revive and get you reinvested back in Mania in that night. Because each match, it was good. And each match was like a buildup on night one to the main match. Each match was just a slow build to the big match, which is Sasha and Bianca's match, which is the final match of night one, which to me, it made all of us cry. And me specifically, I cried. I saw tears of cry when we um, when I went live after that. Um, I was seeing a bunch of people on Twitter crying and it was just, and then Bianca and Sasha were crying before the match even started. So it was, it was the first time two black women have ever headlined WrestleMania. And when Michael Cole said it, I was like, Michael Cole said that with his whole chest. I appreciate that. <laughs> you respect yeah. that. And not only were they two for two, um, the first two black, they're first two black people, period, to main event WrestleMania, period. So they not they so they like double did it for the culture. Um like and I knew I was gonna cry when I saw like you know, I just figured it, I was like, whatever. But it was like during like the promo package, like I teared up a little bit, and then like them walking down, I was like, okay, this is cute. And then um, and then like when they were like, you know, they kind of like I don't who is it who announced them I don't know who I can't think of the name he's really good but you know when they did the um the first when they rung the first bell and they were doing the the match announcement and then you know they stopped and you know they kind of looked around and then they looked at each other and then Sasha had to like turn away from her because she was like you know she's supposed you know so she wouldn't break character too too much yeah so that's when I noticed I was like oh man I was like man I said oh Sasha's crying or so she's trying not to and then it was was a bomb ass match yeah and then when Michael Cole said that and I will be great I will forever be grateful for him for not being scared to acknowledge that like so many of his other colleagues were yeah, Corey. Corey, it's just like Corey. Um, I hate saying his name. Hell, JBL. Fucking. Um, I don't even think Booker T- Booker T says some fucking out like out of pocket to low key, and was like, "Well, what is it? It's it's just stupid." And I'm not gonna get into it, but um, I appreciate him for acknowledging. just acknowledging that in general and acknowledging the gravity of the situation and how this moment is it's bigger than Sasha's bigger than beyond it's bigger than both of them right hell it's it, it, it's you can even consider it bigger than a company within itself respect and then on top of that the match being good yeah well, that just shocked the hell out of me I didn't honestly them just them being there I just didn't even care if the match was good or not because I you know I remember our first women's mania. 
Oh my God. I hate that match so much. I hate it with my whole chest and I hate it even more with my whole chest after this match. I was like, Oh my God, I will never watch that match again voluntarily. (laughs) Jesus. Never, never, unless I have to, I will never voluntarily put that fucking match on. It was just such a good match. And Bianca winning was, it was awesome. And Sasha, when it was over, you know, she got that heart, like she took that that braid to the side. Bianca hit her hard with that braid. <laughs> I'm sure she felt that after it was over. But all in all, it was just, it was just really a good show. It was solid. And just having them end it was even better. I was just so happy after it was over. And I was like, finally, WWE, you gave us something. You know what I'm saying? It was a good, like, and it was a good feel, um, feel good. And I hope they put this in, like, the 24. But um, shout out. I wish I found out who, but this clip has gone on, has gone around so many times. I don't even know who the original poster is. But someone was recording Sasha, you know, she's supposed to be on the ground selling and she couldn't because she couldn't stop smiling at her. Yeah. And she was was laughing and she was just really happy. And And I was was like, that's so beautiful. Yeah. That dumbass bitch got me crying about Sasha Banks. So fuck out of (laughs) here. Of all people. So we're going to move on to night two. Oh, Jesus. So night two, like I said before, I feel like they should stick to just doing one night. If you're going to have all the titles defended, then these one-off matches need to kind of be like palate cleansers. You know what I'm saying? So stuff like Cesaro and Rollins, they can happen, but they need to be palate cleansers. Mania needs to start at six, and then it can end around 10 or 11 that's a decent time for a show to start and finish i don't know why they don't st- i don't know why they act like they can't start earlier in the day i don't know i, I never understand they have them showing up to the fucking stadium at like eight o'clock in the morning anyways they could just film the shit and run the matches as an actual pre-show instead of us listening to booker t talk about getting making money and getting championships and checks we could just actually be watching fucking matches for an hour because i don't have time because i mean it's it's the double show in the beginning but when you get to the second one my expectations were very high because of the last show we just had and when that happens and you don't give me that I become disinterested. In this case, Randy Orton and The Fiend started off night two, which I was kind of happy about because I felt like, I was like, okay, so they're obviously not going to give us a cinematic match. Fine. I was like, okay, we'll get this match out the way, which they did. It was relatively quick. It wasn't a long match. It was very quick. So I was like, okay, this where we going? All right, cool. Bet. Um, it was okay for the most part. People were confused. They didn't understand why Bliss 
ended up costing the Fiend this match in the beginning. And the simplest explanation I can give is that when y'all watch the Fiend's matches, nothing is ever what it seems. And he is always telling a story. And I find that a lot of times people are so hell bent on getting the information right then and now that they don't truly respect or understand the complexity of what he does. So when I watch his matches, I tend to pay attention a little bit harder rather than just watching it as a match. He's not a normal wrestling character, so you can't watch him that way. You have to have a little bit more insight into who you're watching and what he's doing. So when I saw it, I'm like, oh, okay. It seems like Bliss knows that she has a power that she can wield. And she knows that he's attracted to that. He's gonna respond to her regardless of what's going on. And that's what happened. I'm like, it seemed to be a transference of power. It seems to be she's now in control of what's happening. She doesn't beckon him and go to his beckoning call. It's the other way around. So they right. essentially split them apart and she used mania to be the catalyst of starting to be like, I'm on my own and I can control this power without him. And it's just that simple. But they did it in such a grander way that people were just like, I hated that match. It was stupid. And I was just like, I think because it went over your head, it shouldn't be called stupid. I think you have to go back and watch it and have a little bit more understanding of the match itself. Not necessarily the match, but the antics in it. She could have ended, she could have did that early on in the match. She waited until the end and it was it was all done on purpose. It was intentional. But she later explains on Monday Night Raw and as does the theme or Bray Wyatt does as well, which it was funny the way he explained it. I thought that shit was hilarious. <laughs> but Randy won. The match, he was able to get an RKO off on the thing due to the distraction by Alexa Bliss. And the match was wild. The match was over and that was it. And they and they was like, well, what just happened? The lights go out. Both Bliss and the Fiend are gone, but that big ass jack in the box they had out there was still out there. And I was like, I'm like, damn. They really just swerved us because everybody just knew the Fiend was going to win that match. They were like 100% sure of that. But he lost. And I was like, hmm. I was shocked. This is interesting. But now that Bliss is on her own and she's no longer at the Fiend or Bray Wyatt's side, this also frees her up to be a part of the women's division again, which is what people have been asking for. And she enjoys being the character. So now you have some depth to your women's division with Charlotte being back and with Rhea Ripley now being there and um, Bliss being there and all of those people running around and you've got the title. You've got a lot of good scenarios you can run with, with just these three women alone. So I'm glad that they were able to pull her from Bray Wyatt and let her wield this power on her own. I'm curious to see what she's going to do with it. And what I really like about it is that it's explainable right like she like again like she was and then especially like and um for and she explained it and like he said like she explained it on raw and she was kind of like 
she had to like be on her on her own because he you know whatever the fuck he went to vacation wherever like where the hell Bray Wyatt feel wherever he went to for those x amount of time and she had to learn how to deal and be on her own with that uh, quote-unquote power of the darkness whatever they want to name it yeah and she was like she learned she was like I don't need him and that's right and I was like and that's I was like you don't need him because I said no bitch ever needs a man period I was like, especially to um, handle power. I said, you make his life miserable. <laughs> do it. <laughs> do it for do it for the city girls. Oh shit! shit. <laughs> the next match was the NXT. Oh, not the NXT. Why did put NXT? Anyway, the next they match forgot. was the women's tag team championship match. I'm on ESPN.com's website and these fools. I was reading something and they kept, because I was reading an article about uh, Bianca and Sasha and they kept, and they called them divas. And I was like, oh. That's so, that's so lame. <laughs> anyway, it's the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. It's not NXT. NXT has their own. Jesus Christ. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler went up against Tamina and Natalia. In real talk, they should have dropped them tight. I was upset because I felt like there's nowhere for you to go with Nia and Shayna as champions. I understand um, what they bring to the table. I respect it. But at the same time, there's nowhere for them to go. And I just, and I wanted to see Tamina get something. I wanted to see her get this. And they didn't give it to her. So I, I was upset about that. It was a good match. I'll say that. But they could have very well given this to Tamina and Natalia. Facts. Um, especially with the um, crowd organically getting so behind Tamina. Right. If I was Vince, I would have been like, you know what, have them go over. Because they can hear, because they communicate, the ref has an earpiece to Vince or whoever is back there. Vince, Hunter, whoever. And about halfway through that, I would have been like, you know what, I was like, let them know. I say, you know what? Um, have Tamita and Natty win. Yep. All the ref had to do was just, you know, get get Tamita or get Natty by themselves and be like, you know, y'all gotta, they change the rules. The match has changed. All you gotta do is just give him a quick signal. Like, he knows what to do. They yeah. Do. So I was, I was upset, but Shayna and I won. They still tag team champions for now, I guess. Um, they needed it wasn't get, a bad match, but it was it just needed to be they just needed to get to, to me and Italian. I under I understand the quote unquote ring dominant has brought some legitimacy to it that it was obviously lacking. Yeah. But at the same time, I felt like it's such a missed opportunity for the right squad. And even Michael Cole said it, they are the most 
they are the longest tenured legit women's tag team they have. Right. That are still active. I agree. It should have, on the belt, should have either went to them or should have went to Natty and Tamina. I agree. There's no, I'm, I'm getting mad thinking about it again. There's no reason that any of those two teams couldn't hold it. Oh, goodness. After y'all okay. um, fucked over Natty last year, who's on his golf cart already? He's not even nice out. <laughs> <laughs> they did mess the tire up last year. I don't, I, year before last. Yeah, it was year but before yeah. last. I just consider that last year. Yeah, because you kind of skip over 2020 a lot. Yeah, we, we all to. do. We all do. Then you have Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn's match. I like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn when they fight each other. I feel like no matter where they fight, it's always going to be interesting. Logan Paul being there irritated my soul, but I I did like the fact that he got stunned. That shit was funny. I don't care. I liked it. Um, Riddle got beat by Sheamus, which is what should have happened. Um, I feel like Sheamus should have been the champion anyway. Riddle being the champion was was cute, but it he gets on my nerves. So I was glad that Sheamus was champion. Um, and then you had the IC championship match. Oh, wait a minute. Before we start that, um, I forgot what I was going to say. It was something. What were you talking about? Hopefully, it'll jog it really quick. Sheamus and Riddle? About, yes. Okay, so that whole segment with like riddle i don't remember which night it was it was riddle rvd and I think that was night two that was the that was the second night it was and great colleague he lost the, was it after he lost the title? i don't remember but he was rvd was plugging like his rolling papers yeah he and was. i was like they was just letting him go i was like they was probably like you know what it's whatever yeah. <laughs> That's what I was like. I just it quickly it flew my mind that quickly. But yeah, I thought that was funny. But um so what was the next match? Yeah, he was plugging his rolling papers. <laughs> the Intercontinental Championship match was great. Um Dabakoto is apparently um Apollo Cruz is right hand man now. Is he black I... or Nigerian? Don't know. It's mixed, but I am not sure. So I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to. Go I'm just going to say up. he's a person of color. That's all I know is that he is a person of color. He's he's a person of color. That's it. Um, for the most part, the match was good. And then Apollo, I uh, saw he wasn't, I guess, once he knew he wasn't going to win, Dabakoto was his fail safe. And now he's the Intercontinental Champion. So, he's Polish. Is he? I thought he was a person of color. Oh boy. I want to see if he's mixed with something else. Oh, so, he's Polish and Nigerian. Also, it does. It 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 
father's yeah okay yeah he's supposed to yeah his real name is i don't want to butcher that oh his last name is very nigerian now that i actually like read it his real name is baba tunde lukask i yeah he's yeah no i'm not saying that Anyway, so we have two more matches left. The Raw Women's Championship. Uh, Rhea Ripley is now your Raw Women's Champion. She beat Asuka. I didn't like this match. I don't think Rhea Ripley and Asuka mesh well together. Um, maybe they need more time to kind of blend and to kind of work on their chemistry, but their match chemistry isn't good. And I didn't, I wasn't a fan of this match. I'm glad that Rhea won. Um, there were some spots in there that I liked that I thought that they they perfected and it was great. But overall, for me, I wasn't a fan of this match. I wasn't either, which it was unfortunate because I think they're both great co- performers. But I feel yeah. like it was um, similar to a Karrion Cross and a Finn Balor situation. Right. Where just something about their styles don't like really click well because they have like great like in-person chemistry yeah like very good but something about their match styles are like don't don't blend in well together it just don't fit yeah it just like it it happened it happened again monday and they had their match monday although it was better it was slightly better yeah it still didn't it was like they were still in the block and I was just like, what is going on? And I'm like, okay, so they need more time. They're going to need time, time to be able to, okay, this is how we work in the ring. We're going to have to transition this way. Like, they need time to really work on developing chemistry with each other. They don't mesh well in the ring, just off top like that. So That's high key um, WWE's fault. Yeah. Yeah, because you can't, that's a, you can't just throw people in matches like that because not everybody can do that. And so. also, it's because they had a couple weeks that they could have had um, Rhea feuding with Asuka. They didn't have to put, throw this together because they were announcing him, her for, what, two, Almost three weeks before she showed up? Yeah, yeah. At least, at last least week three weeks. They- Last week is when they just one-off mentioned it. It was after Monday Night Raw was over and SmackDown was on and they were talking about Rhea Ripley's going to debut next Monday. And I was like, what? And then she pops up. But Rhea is your new champion, which I feel like that was the best decision. It's a new thing. And like I said, usually Mania closes doors in terms of rivalries and feuds but it also bursts new eras so i was glad for that because i think oscar deserves a break yeah she's earned it um no go ahead i think they said this is the first time that um a horse some um that a horsewoman isn't um isn't leaving um ww isn't leaving mania a, a champion the past whatever years oh that is true 
That is true. Every four or five years, every mania, at least one horsewoman was champion. Yeah. And um, and that's like I said, like you can consider, and like I always say, I consider, and I know the girls do too, I consider Asuka a horsewoman as well. Okay. I always I've always I've had, especially like the past. I want to say like I want to say almost a year I've I also consider her horsewoman because it's like I feel like they're all in conjunction of each other right especially with how Asuka is and how much especially like um Charlotte and talk about working with Asuka has done so much for her like personally and professionally and um Becky has also reiterated the same thing and then uh, they always speak like very highly of her and it's just like the way like I don't I just consider her one because of her just the caliber of who she is so I consider I don't know this may be me but she she's a horsewoman so they're all horsewomen to me in my opinion I can I can understand that that makes sense all all five of them hoses um horsewomen The final match of the night, and then we're going to get out of y'all here, is the Universal Championship match. It was Roman versus Edge versus Daniel. For the most part, this match was was dope. Um, I was glad that Daniel Bryan was there because I feel like he kept up the tempo of it. Mm -hmm. You got two guys like Roman and Edge, and although Edge can have speed in his old age, and I don't mean that in no disrespect, he wrestles slower. Roman's always been a slow, methodical style of wrestler. He's he's always, and then even in his heel character, he's even more meticulous about what he does in the ring. There's no speed. There's no, it's just a targeting match. And I really, I respect the fact that Daniel was there because as I said, he added an element that was needed to keep you invested. Each man gave you what they were supposed to give. In the end, Jey Uso helped Roman maintain his championship. And he had a double pin finish. So a lot of people are arguing the fact that certain people's shoulders were not pinned to the mat. Only Daniel Bryan's shoulders were pinned to the mat. So now, with WrestleMania backlash looming in our heads, and that's the actual name of the pay-per-view, it's WrestleMania backlash. Expect it to be a one-on-one match with Roman Reigns and Edge, just as Drew McIntyre this past Monday earned another opportunity to take Bobby Lashley's title from him at WrestleMania backlash. So these matches are going to repeat at Backlash and they should end at Backlash. Whatever is happening for these repeat matches should end at Backlash. There should be no more championship shots for Edge or Drew McIntyre if both of these men lose at Backlash in May. Now, they seem to have pushed money in the bank back to the slot where Elim Extreme Rules is. I'm pissed. So money I want in the bank. money in the bank. That's what I look forward to. 
<laughs> I don't like no fucking backlash. So backlash is in May, which is in five weeks. Trash. Instead of money in the bank. They push money in the bank back. I'm not quite understanding why they did that. I don't understand. They why probably they want to have a crown. Yeah, but why it's can't you have a crown in five weeks? What is gonna be different in June that won't be happening in May? More people will be vaccinated. When I think so, that might be a reasoning. Um, they might do, they might start by, might be one of the first people or be like, you know, you have to show proof of vaccination. Yeah, because you do have the vaccine cards, like, because I got mine. I have mine. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what I think it is as well. I think I'm mad. I love money and bake. I've really come to, ev- to really appreciate it over the years. I've always loved money in the bank. It's, I've always liked just... it, but I never was like, oh, like, oh my God. Like I love, I think it was when it was when Bailey won hers. Yeah, really, you was really hyped for that. I was hyped and I was even like a huge like Bailey pro. Like I always liked Bailey, but I was just kind of like, you know, like indifferent with her. But I was yeah. like she need I was like oh this is perfect and then when um Charlotte's um ass is all conked out in the ring I said oh I said do it and then yes. she was kind of like I said bitch if you don't go whoop her ass and pin her right now period as she deserved <laughs> I said you go pin her right I was, so mad. <laughs> I was about to cuss Bailey out but I just love because I think that was just such such a perfect cash in yeah it was it was it was was better than bliss when she cashed in on oh it was so much better the only better cash in was a seth and i don't think anybody's this is going to be a long time before anyone can top that yeah that that's there's just that's just instantly iconic that cash it was epic it was. I want to go. I that's one. That's one of the segments that I rewatch um every so often. Oh, I was so mad at him when he did that. <laughs> oh, I was like, I was like, was he running? I was like, he. I see he gonna actually cash this in because I didn't think he was gonna actually cash it in. Nobody's and, <laughs> ever cashed in at Mania. No, yeah, he's the only one. I was just like, what the fuck is he doing? I'm like, oh no. No, not not now. I was like, this little yellow streak bastard. I was so mad. But it was it was dope. I ain't gonna lie. Like you guys give it to Seth. That was dope. Yeah. I think if I was Seth, I'd be so hurt because I feel like that will eventually happen again. Somebody will cash in that medium. I will be so hurt the day that happens. If I was <laughs> I'd be so hurt. You know, I'd be happy for them, but I'd be so hurt on like, damn, like, you just took all of my shine from me. I mean, like, you but know all- what? I gotta go home. <laughs> all in all, night two was okay. But it was not better than night one. So it looks like from here on out, WWE is gonna go with a one-night show. So... More than likely, they'll probably have a pre-show at like five, start at six, and then let the show progress through there. They're probably going to cut the match card down. They're at, they were at 14 matches. 
which I don't think that's bad as long as some of them aren't superiorly long, you know? Mm-hmm. So they don't have no more steel cage matches or anything like that, then you should be good. Um, but for the most part, overall, I give Mania, I give Mania an A plus for night one and a B minus for night two. You better than me. They getting um night night two getting uh a C. Oh <laughs> they just gotta they gotta learn how to um the matches were great, but some of them some of them just didn't have anything to them. There was no substance to them. I think a lot of what Big E and Apollo Cruz's problem was that it was ran back so many times and Apollo had lost so many times that nobody believed in Apollo at that point, kayfabe wise. And it was just like, why are we going here? You got plenty of other people you could, you know, have Big E go up against. And they just, you know, they kept running it back. So it's cool. Apollo's champion now. And that's good for Apollo in his career. Um, as far as Roman, Edge, and Daniel's concerned, I like the match. I loved their chemistry with each other. Um, I am curious as to what they have to say tomorrow or Friday, rather. And I am curious as to how they're going to make this work for WrestleMania Backlash. So I hate that name. That's the name of this place. Okay, that's the name of it. So hopefully <laughs> we'll see what they're going to bring to the table. But overall, I I could give them a solid. It's just a B minus and an A. So what's that make it like a B plus for me? I mean, I can give them, a, I can bump them up to an A minus for, for the overall show. It was good. It kept me entertained. I was able to watch both shows. And for the most part, Peacock was pretty decent. On my TV, which I have a... Vizio now. Um, my husband just bought a new TV. So we got the Vizio TV. It didn't buffer as much the first night. The second night, it buffered a little bit more. But for the most part, it was pretty clean playthrough for um, Peacock. So I like it on the Peacock network. The only thing I don't like is we can't watch it by matches. So you can't Oh, I hate that. I hate that. I hate that. We don't have the match times anymore. And um, because Peacock is on a sensor kick, they are cutting out a lot of things that was done in WWE in the past. They're censoring space. And, um, you know, they're cutting out racially and racially insensitive segments. They're cutting out overly sexualized segments. Things you would normally see, you can't see it. And on WWE Network, it just was what it was. You know, they're like, it's there. We ain't trying to say we're proud of it, but that's what it was. Um, Did they do that shit that Disney does? Do you know what I'm talking about? That bumper that Disney does, if you watch shit past, like, during a certain time period? Where it's not there? Or it's just no, cut. where it says Edited. it's like this is like this is shown in its original form. Obviously, things that were some it's like some things that were depicted during this aren't aren't what's correct oh, nowadays. Disclaimer there. Yeah, they put that disclaimer. No, no, Peacock's. That's what they honestly. It. That's what they should do for that WWE shit. 
just they're be just like editing the shit out. Like no, they should like, just be like, like Aaron in his original form. Form put a disclaimer, and just it is what it is. That's what I thought they would have done, but I I think eventually they will because there's no way they're going to be able to edit thousands of hours of content. And we're not talking about just from Attitude and PG. We're talking about before that content, before that WCW content. Like you've got to edit all. That's of that majority shit. of WCW. That'd be a nightmare. Um, I think that they should just put a disclaimer there. And, and call it a day. Let people watch it at their own discretion. Yeah. Um. You can't screen record this shit and post it to the internet. So, I mean, leave it at that. Um. So- I didn't have much um issues with Peacock, and then I was watching Peacock because I was not at home. Um. I watched both shows on my laptop, and I kind of had issue with. NXT. Yeah. The I don't remember which night it was, but one of the nights it took like forever to buffer. It took like 10 minutes. But other than that, I didn't really have any issues. It's pretty smooth on Peacock. So I'm okay with it as long as they keep it like that and they have enough servers to house everybody that's watching it, which is only people in the US that are using the Peacock network to watch um content so if they keep it smooth i don't have a problem with it but y'all peacock if y'all listening y'all do need to implement the timestamps that wwe had you should have just imported this shit and then had it run the same way that it was running on the wwe network app itself because nobody wants to sit and go through an entire match or an entire pay-per-view and we have to sit and watch through all of it because some of us don't want to watch Crispin while wrestling. So we want to watch certain matches. We want to skip over shit. Y'all got to fix that. Right. Other than that, it was pretty smooth. And that is going to be our review for WrestleMania and Stand and Deliver. And we ain't got nothing else to say. You got anything else to say about the show? Um, no, not really. Okay, well that's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, we will get back to you guys soon about what's been going on in the wrestling world. We have I have been on Twitter during this whole recording, but shit's <laughs> popping off with AEW, so that'll be one of our topics of a discussion. Oh the next time we record. Of course. All right. Sure All right. We give y'all the deets. So we gotta go. Right. Peace. Get vaccinated. <laughs> you can <laughs> record is done. Well, ladies and gents, it is time. It is done. We are finito. All right. So it's time to give you guys our socials. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Down for the Count 19. That's where all the shenanigans, all the shade, all the live tweets happen of each show. And baby, it's funny. If you're missing it, you're missing it because it's hilarious. 
Also, be sure to follow us on our Instagram. That's usually where we try to post most of the news, where we try to post some of the voice notes that we get from certain podcasts that talk about the things that have credible information. So you can kind of have some a little bit more backstory into what's happening and why it's happening. And we try to give you guys the whole picture instead of just from our perspective over there. All right. So make sure you guys follow us over there so you can get some information and deeds. And we sometimes don't post right away because information has tendency to leak out over time so be sure to understand that sometimes when things break we won't immediately post those posts might come out maybe a couple days later to give things time to settle number one and number two so that we make sure we have all of the information and all of our ducks are in a row okay now with all that being said make sure you guys follow us on those social media platforms i didn't mention it before our instagram is at d4tc underscore podcast our twitter is at down for the count 19 if you would like us to discuss a specific topic don't hesitate to contact us on either one of those platforms or if you are listening to us on anchor we love a voice note voice notes make our day so make sure you guys send us a voice note if you want us to have a particular topic and you're listening to us through anchor as i said and i always like to plug our family so be sure to follow at we love wrestling for all your indie wrestling news as well as mainstream wrestling he covers it all he goes to all the shows mad love to you trey we love you so make sure you guys go follow him we were featured on his episode on his podcast a few weeks ago before wrestlemania gave our predictions so make sure you guys go over there and listen to that before you listen to this just so you can have a little bit of context you know what i'm saying but since you already listened to it you you probably don't want to but anyway (laughs) we'll see you guys in our next one thank you so much for listening i promise you we're going to try to put out a video well a video i don't know what's going on with me today we're going to try to put out a podcast once a week whether it just be me or just me and Janae or just all three of us we're going to try to make sure we get something pumped out every week so that we have a plethora of content for this season of down for the count so as I said you guys be sure to follow us on our social media thank you so much for listening and I hope you guys enjoyed it we'll see you guys next time peace